Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Sharpie and Chris. Hi, guys. Hello. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, and hello. Um, this is like a small, intimate gathering of Mouse Chat hosts. It is. Uh, it is it's Lauren's like a special birthday. edition. Yep, Lauren's birthday, so she's taking that off to be with family. Happy and birthday, Lauren! Yes, happy birthday. And Steve, of course, is still in Paris, so he's not going to be joining us for a couple more weeks now. Enjoy your croissant, Steve. <laughs> yes. Okay, so on today's show, we're going to be talking about budget busters. The good, the bad, the ugly. Actually, we're just going to talk about the good and the bad. I don't know how the ugly ties into this. The ugly could tie in somehow. Let's I, see if we can I, do I, that. I will tie the ugly in. Okay, you bring it I actually can think of an excellent ugly, which is a meal we had a week ago, but we're going to save that for when we're all back on the show. Okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about things that maybe will cost you more money in the overall scheme. They're not basic items. Or, oh, they could be basic items and, and maybe additions to them. Uh, we're going to talk about whether they're worth the upcharge and how you should handle that and uh, and whether... They're not worth it, perhaps. Um, who wants to go first? I will go first. All right. Uh, and, uh, let's let's go around. To. We're going to go around. Do you want to um, give me your bad? We'll each do a bad, and then we'll each do a good. Perfect. Got to end on a light note. Sounds good. Okay, Chris. Okay, so mine is something I did before I became a travel agent, which is not know that there were any discounts out. So one time, the first time I went to Disney as a family, I did what a lot of people do. I booked my vacation seven months out. I didn't think about it until I went to Disney. And I didn't know there was free dining that week I was there. So that was a big mistake because as I quickly found out, it was very, very expensive. And I was used to going as a Floridian. And usually, you know, if you live in Florida, you're maybe not staying. You know, I didn't ever stay down there hardly. Um, I would just go for the day. But so, yeah, so I didn't know there were discounts. The second time I stayed at the Grand Floridian, and I'm ashamed to say I paid full price for three nights and then found out there were discounts. Boo. Yes. But I don't Boo. do that anymore. So just FYI, I know the deal now. You learned, learned, learned your lesson. I did. It was many years ago. Okay. Sharpie, what's your, your bad budget buster? <sighs> bad budget buster is not looking at the weather. Hear me out on this one. Not looking at the weather could result in purchasing clothes. And this is where I'm going to tie the ugly in, Lisa. Because <laughs> are you going to pay $34 for the hideous, terribly screen printed, like Disney vomit all over it, terrible character graphics, really ugly clothing? Are you talking about those handbags? Just to stay warm. Those Dooney and Burke, they have Disney vomited all over them. No, I'm talking about like the the really bad, cheap character graphic, like all of the characters in some, like especially the ones that, that a lot of times that feature the year that are, they're just ugly. Like they are. I, I'm, I'm a big they're fan loud. of attractive Disney clothing that, that kind of looks cool, I, especially the vintage stuff. I tend to like the vintage stuff. Um but the, yeah, the, the stuff that's that's cheap, they buy it literally by the multiple tractor trailer load, and you see it all at the outlet in in two and a half months when the when the when the weather breaks after winter. Um, but not looking at the weather report and having to buy clothing 
Disney clothing is so expensive. And unless you really love it, you're going to continue to wear it just because you paid so much for it. It's true. Well, like those gloves, like people will come down and it'll be, you know, it'll be 70 degrees in the forecast, but then at night it goes down to 50, which is just super cold. So if you're like at the Christmas party or something, um, they're smart. They have those gloves out there and they're selling them for like, I don't know, $12 a pair. Mm -hmm. and They're teeny little cheap things. And you buy them because your kids are really cold and you've spent $70, $80 to go to the party. So, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. That's a good point. I've been trapped by that. Oh, yeah, the sweatshirt. Yeah. I avoided the sweatshirt and instead bought a, in the middle of winter, December, bought a clearance beach towel. And I walked mm-hmm. around Epcot, and I'm not afraid, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I walked around Epcot in a leopard print beach towel with Mickey Mouse all over it. I, I think that may have been a good look for you. It, it was kind of like a toga. Or a well, sarong. How could something be sarong and so right? You all the same had time? to go there. <laughs> Do you know what though? I find in general I don't really care what I wear at Disney. So I'll like my the my looks run the gamut from put together, wearing nice shoes and a dress to homeless person. So probably and no one. Sometimes answers. you look like you're headed to yoga. No, I never wear yoga pants at the gym. No, I'm not the- saying yoga pants, but it, like you're wearing very natural fibers, comfortable. You, you you tend to wear natural fibers anyway. I am a natural fibers kind of girl, but I don't like that baggy yoga look. Yoga makes me angry. <laughs> it's too slow. That's anyway, no, I know what you're saying, Sharpie, though. Yes, I. Uh, but yeah, I don't think anyone would notice you in a blanket. And I see so many people who've clearly brought their blanket from the room. Because they knew it was going to be cold. Have seen that as well. Interesting. Um, But I I always get caught by the cold bug. And I agree, you're you're sometimes better off to buy a towel that you might use, you know, more later. The sweatshirts, I think you're being generous and kind with your $34 price point. You're you're right. As soon as I thought, as soon as I had said it, I'm like, no, that's a T-shirt that you're buying for $34. Yes. Sweatshirts, more like $60. Um, yeah, 50 to 60 Yeah. 50 I always, Actually, I I did look at sweatshirts, and you can get a zip-up hoodie for right at, I think, 59 But let's just call a pullover sweatshirt 50 Do you ever feel, too, that, like, I will buy something at Disney, and it makes sense there, and as soon as I get home, I'm like, why did I buy that? That doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't wear socks with mickey heads on them at home but for some reason at disney they made perfect sense i agree um i've done that uh i can tell you about this this one sweatshirt it was a mickey mouse sweatshirt with ears that someone bought oh that that was cute (laughs) it was really cold that was classic chris bought that in disneyland one year and uh, I think you bought a youth large or something. Well, I didn't, they didn't have, it was like, I went to a store and all they had were kids. So I'm pretty short. So I squeezed it into it, but yeah, my kids won't wear it. Unfortunately. Oh, give it to Amber. She'll wear it. I, you know what? I might wear it. It's pretty cute. <laughs> it is. Cute. I liked um, it. I have to admit, I've never had a sweatshirt. Though. It was very I, out of character for you. It had a tail. So yeah, it was there, cute. There are puns all over this, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. There's just too many to attack. Right. But 
All right. My my not so wonderful budget buster um, is going to be paying for uh, like a Savannah view or a lake view, garden view. You pay for an upgraded view and you're in the parks all day. What good is that view doing you? I think there's some value in getting a preferred location and they do have those at a lot of the resorts. But to get uh, a pool view, it's, it's, again, a value if it's proximity to the pool. But to get a view of the pool isn't always that spectacular. And it can be a, a downturn because yes. it's noisy. It is noisy. Depending on the pool. You could easily have a, a quiet pool view. But um, just be careful what kind of upgrades you do when you're doing a room upgrade for a view. Uh, if you can see the water... That is a water view. Um, if you can see the lake, even just a corner of it, that is now a lake view. So uh, you've got water view, lake view, and pool view. Um, well, and the worst thing is people at the values or at the moderates who pay for a view. If you don't have to pay for a view at those resorts, don't get them. Because you only see it when you walk out the door. Mm-hmm. You don't have a balcony. No. You're not going to sit who- out there and, and ooh and ah. Who would you recommend an upgraded view for? Like I, if you had a client, who would that be? Honeymooners, who else? I think um, I think there's some definite value to getting a theme park view if you're over uh, at Poly or Grand, Flor- Grand Floridian or uh, Contemporary. That has value to me. Um, to be at the beach club and have a lake view, water view, I don't see value in that. No. Um, Trying to think, Garden View, it's nice, but to pay extra for it, I don't. I'm not a, a patio sitter, so that's not going to get me excited. See, I am, and and like that. That's kind of where it's it's crazy because we, I, I I do love something about vacation. Waking up in the morning before everyone else gets up and being outside watching the sun. See, I, I think I would I would upgrade. Do you know um, why? Do you know why you'd like to do it? And that's going to change really soon because you don't have kids yet. But we and we also know after spending some time with Jesse, we also know that you're kind of like a romantic. I you am. know, we know the secret. The secret's out, and we don't have anything to pick on you about. But um, yeah, she told us some lovely stories about you. So I can totally see you and Jesse sitting out there in the morning, talking, having some coffee. For you guys, perfect to have that view. That's that. why I love Savannah View so much. Because yeah. It's, oh, I, I, for one thing, I love the animals, but then on the other side of it is is just being outside to watch the sunrise yep. and sunset. It's amazing. For, my thing for with, you guys, it's great. My thing with Savannah View is the the room I discovered, and yep. it's a standard view because it is not a hundred percent Savannah View. You have fencing and you have a little bit of maintenance area, but. I swear I see more animals there than I do if I'm in a Savannah View room. That was the best room ever. Like me, I think I don't think Lauren was there, but I remember coming down to your room and there were like giraffes right out there and you're like, "Look, giraffes." Yeah, that and came there up. There were lots of recently them recently that I'm easily distracted. <laughs> well, Instead of squirrel, it's giraffe. Well, that's pretty easy. That's a pretty big target. So, but yeah, it was cute. It was a great room. 
And I'm going to share something that I learned uh, on my trip in April. I can't remember if I've shared this on the podcast or not. Uh, But whenever I was checking in at at Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, there was a family checking in next to me. And the front desk cast member flipped her monitor around and was able to show these people the view from like two or three different rooms so they could select their room based on the view. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I had not either. Uh, Outside of third-party products that, that allow you to do that, uh, like touring plans. Uh, but that that's only to make a room request. But, yeah, so they got to see photos from their room, from the balcony, and select based on view. I thought that was pretty awesome. So if you're checking into Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge and you've paid for an upgraded view, ask about seeing the photos of the view. That's awesome. That's cool that, that they offer I've those. I've never heard of that. Yep. And especially at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah, exactly. Because so much of that resort is all about the view. Well, and it's all over the place, too. Because I've had Savannah views there that have been nothing. Just been dirt. It's like an an open Savannah. A a mud corral. (laughs) And then I've had, one year I had a pool slash Savannah. But this was over at Kadani. And it was it was considered a standard view. but, But you got a bit of both. And it was so beautiful. So was, was that when you had the Grand Villa? No, that was considered a standard, but it was still kind of a, of a savanna. Yeah, because yeah, there were there were some animals, but you definitely saw more chain link fence than animals. Yes, so that's true. I can understand why that was the standard. That was that was just an um, that was an interesting experience to have. A, you know, I'll never do it again. I don't think to have a three bedroom is pretty decadent, but it was it was nice. But yeah, it was like a quarter of a mile, literally away from the um, lobby. All right, round two. Let's go to Chris with the positive side of a budget buster. What's something that is going to bust your budget, but it's a good thing? It's worth it. So not just food, but really good food. Going ahead and doing a signature dinner. You know, even if you have kids, the Disney restaurants, I can't, I can only think of maybe one restaurant that I wouldn't take kids to, and that would be Citrico's, just because I feel it's very quiet. Um, but I know that you took Amber when she was little, and she was fine. Um, but I just think the food, I think I think get at least one really special, nice meal during your stay. You won't regret it. You'll remember it. And um, usually it's not as heavy or filling, so I think it's a better experience for people who've been, you know, if you're like everyone else that goes to Disney, you're eating snacks, you're going to buffets. Maybe you want something a little more high-end, a little um, less filling. So, so yeah, that's what I would go with. Okay, fair. Um, wait a second. Did I go second? No, it was Sharpie. Yep. I feel I like we I ended with Sharpie. Is Sharpie all over the place? I'm no, he's just place. he's just yes. <laughs> okay, Sharpie. He's like helping. Okay. He's he's pulling up the end, Lisa. Okay, I'll buy that. All right, yeah, Sharpie. I'm like the caboose. I'm like the end of the train. You here. are the caboose, actually. Yeah. See, you're kind of the caboose anyway because you're the last person to join the podcast. See, I, I, I I'm I proudly cl- proclaim that I am the caboose of mouse chat. You are the caboose. Of- <laughs> sh- sh- shout out to the shout out to the to the train fans out there. All the caboose things. people, all the caboose people are totally going to identify with you now. Exactly. Wow! But so. who's the engine? Is it Lisa or Steve? It's Steve. Really? Okay. But I'm the conductor. 
Yeah, what it, is uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, Lisa. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I'll take yes. that. Yeah. Okay. Sharpie. Steve, Steve may be driving, but Lisa knows where the train's actually going. <laughs> Wait, does the, I thought the conductor did the driving. All of those years watching Thomas the Tank Engine, I didn't really understand it. Is that what you're saying? What's the difference between a conductor and an engineer, train engineer? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're going to have to have a shout out. We, yeah. If you know anything about trains, please email us at mousechat at comments. What is it? Comments at mousechat.net. <laughs> yes. Or okay, go to the so Facebook page. If we're talking about the individual cars because he's the caboose, then Steve would be the engine because <laughs> mm-hmm. he started all this. But maybe I'm the coal car. Yeah, I was. Once again, Lisa, we're on the same page. I was going to say you were the fuel car. Yep. Well, since she's not here, I'm going to say that Lauren is a passenger car. I would like to be a freight car full of chocolate. I was going to say someone's the dining car. I'm totally the dining car. Yeah, you're the dining I'm, car. I'm where the party is. Not really, but I am the dining car. Lauren okay, might be the entertainment car. I think Lauren might might be the lounge car. Actually, this is a very <laughs> the, specific the beverage car. train. This is like there's no room for pass. Well, we'll find some passenger. Yeah, yeah. This, I think this I episode this. has gone so far off track. It just oh my didn't. gosh! Stop it! Do you know what? And didn't we say we were going to do one? It was going to be on one. We were on target. We planned it out. We knew which order we were going in. Yeah. All it, right. Engineer. But I do think that perhaps Chris is the dining car, and Lauren is the. Um, the the bar car, <laughs> the lounge car, the lounge, yeah, the lounge car, yeah. Get your beverages over there. So back on track, Lisa. Okay, yes, get us back on track. Nice. Stop blowing smoke. We we went we went down the wrong uh wrong 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 track on that one. So okay. So mine is getting of course getting back on track. Talking about budget busters. Uh, mine is. Not understanding the ticket options and over or under buying tickets. Uh, a lot of folks don't realize that whenever you upgrade to the water park fun and more option, uh, that if you're buying a four-day ticket, that ticket essentially gives you eight days of admission, four to the four theme parks, but then four additional admissions either to water parks or the other features of the water park fun and more ticket. So essentially you end up with eight days worth of admission and a four-day park ticket. So planning out your visit and making the most of it really hinges on what type of ticket you purchase. Uh, And then there's the question of going from a four-day ticket to a five-day ticket or going from a five to a six. Are you going to go on your first day there? Are you going to go on your last day there? Are you going to have time on your first day? Are you going to have time on your last day? Uh, do you just want to get settled in the day that you check in and kind of wait the day you get uh, day you're leaving just to get packed up and relax around the resort? All of those are things to think about whenever you're making a ticket decision. I feel like a lot of people just say, we're going to be there five days. We want a five-day ticket. So don't spend too much on your ticket. But if you if you, say for instance you have a late flight on your checkout day, definitely get an extra day on your ticket. For your entire party, it's going to be forty or fifty bucks, even with a family of four or five. Um, yeah, so so be sure to know your ticket options uh, and make the best decision so you don't bust your budget with overbuying tickets or 
bust your budget in a bad way on the back end and want to go into the park and have time to go into the park but not have the ticket to go into the park. And by the last day of your stay, you might have already used your last day of, of ticket, so you can't upgrade it. Womp so, womp. womp, womp. Can, I, can I mention something that's kind of related to that? Sure. I don't know about you, but whenever I book – so I'll book Disney for someone and they'll, maybe they'll have older kids and they'll say, we definitely want to go to Harry Potter. Well, it's $150 for one person to go in for the day because you need to do that park hopper over there. And I always, they're always really shocked that they could pay maybe 10 or 20 bucks to upgrade from a five to a six day ticket, or they can pay $150 and spend that six day at, in Orlando at Universal. That's a huge shock for people. It is, but it also depends on what they want to do. A lot of people are adding that that extra day at Universal. They are, and you know, and we can talk about that later. Uh, do a, a show on Universal and how to get the best value over there. But they, your value when you go to Universal is really in spending a night there at one of their um, their original mm-hmm. three resorts. It's hard to get people over there, though, because the transportation issues come into play. Yeah. Uber, that's, that's one of the Uber biggest is breaking planning that, elements cool. with, with, with a, a universal vacation. Yeah. Uber's breaking that, which is cool. Do you think so? Did you guys use Uber while you were down there? We did. We, we paid $18, I think, to go wow. from Art of Animation to Universal. That's a, for everybody in the same there vehicle, was, not 18 apiece. Right. Plus a tip. Do you know, I'm somewhat, I'm still somewhat freaked out by Uber, like just safety reasons. So I don't know. I need, I need and to And maybe get we'll do a that. show on that because yeah, that should. is a reality of vacationing. Yeah, definitely. Oh. We should do a show on safety. Ooh. Paranoid think, Chris. Write that down. I think that that is, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this, uh, I have a, a very good friend who, who, who worked in, in safety for a number of years uh, professionally, and he was so impressed with all of the, the attention to safety features around the parks that he and his family have become regular park visitors. So ju- just because he really does focus a lot on safety, and whenever he and his family are there, he knows he has nothing to worry about. As a matter of fact, his daughters took a picture of him posing with one of the AED boxes located in Magic Kingdom. Kind of like eat at the restaurants that the, uh, the restaurant inspector eats at. Yeah, it's going to be safe. There you go. Oh, I think it's totally safe. Like I'm one of those people. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to travel, you know, here by myself or whatever. But I feel really comfortable at Disney. Like I don't ever feel comfortable walking back from the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary by myself. You know, I, I feel it's safe. Okay. Although we did just go off topic, like way off topic. All right, I'm going to be <laughs> for, the se- for the second uh-huh. time in a very short show. I know, right? But it's fine. We we only have to get through one more little segment for me, and we're good. Okay, my positive good budget buster is over at Coronado Springs Resort, and this is getting the um, the business class room, and this is an upgrade. It's it's kind of like a mini version of concierge. It comes with a preferred location, so it's a huge property, and there's a lot of walking to be done. So if you want to be close to the main building. You can, and the pool for that matter, you can get a preferred room, which is close to the main building, but there's a little kick up from there called business class. And this includes 
a business class lounge, which is is like a watered down concierge. Uh, Coronado is a business resort. They have a lot of conventions there, so you can you have a lot of businessmen there. So you know they apparently want their their quick breakfast and their coffee. But what they have. You, um, in addition to getting this business lounge, you're going to get that preferred location. You're going to get some room upgrades as well. You're going to have better mattresses, better bedding, um, you know, things like crown molding that I'm not going to care too much about, but it's just a nicer room, uh, kind of warmer, I suppose. Yeah. But your breakfast offerings are served between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m., and it's continental breakfast, so you go in and self-service. But you've got cereal and muffins and, and yogurt and granola. You have fresh fruit, pastries, uh, donuts sometimes. Um, but the best thing about the whole place is they have a cappuccino machine. Oh, it's so good. Um, and it's fresh brewed. And I think it's a Nescafe machine. And those are excellent machines for espresso cappuccino lattes all your fancy stuff and even for hot chocolate for the kids which is nice so that's your breakfast offerings typically and uh, and they've got bottled water there that you can take with you to the park which is also nice and then you're going to have in the evenings from 5 p.m to 10 p.m you'll have snacks and the snacks are going to go anywhere from your pretzels and chips. Uh, I like that they have nuts. Steve always likes when they have nuts because he think he likes to eat a little bit healthier when he can. Um, let's see. They have sodas. Um, they also have beer. So if you do like a, a couple of beers in the evening, it's included. The, the, okay, so now the best, best, best part of all this is if if you do need that preferred location and you're willing to pay for that, it is only $15 more to get the business class, typically, give or take, give, I suppose, but uh, $15 more per night, and that covers everyone in the room. So if you do insist on that preferred view, and a lot of people that are fans of Coronado Springs, they know how big it is, and they don't want to walk all that, so they're going to get the preferred room, go ahead and add that business class for $15. And now if you're a family of four, you're going to be able to provide breakfast for them, as well as get some afternoon snacks, relax, and, um, you know, get the snacks, the beer, the sodas, the water, the cappuccino, and I think that's an awesome value. One of the options, one of the things I like about business class, too, is that there aren't a lot of king beds on property, and they have a lot over on the business class side. They've got them in all the room cat, you know, the different views, of course, which you don't need, but, um, so that's a nice option. I just sold that actually to a mouse chat listener. Hello, Michael and his wife, and they wanted a king bed, but they also wanted, and this is what another thing Coronado is good for. They also wanted a, um, a gym. And so business class worked out really well for them because they're going to want to drink at night. You know, they have breakfast, they're not on the dining plan. So it just, you know, it kind of, it's just such a great option. It's, as you said, it's not a lot more money. So that's definitely something that um, I think is not really that well known that how good business class is there. Yeah. And I like it because you're paying 
less money for the resort. Yeah. But and you're paying less money for the upgrade. But you're going to it's it's like a mini concierge class. It is. Up level. It is. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of Coronado just because I don't personally enjoy that theme, but I don't think you could beat that resort anyway. It's kind of an underrated resort. It is. I agree. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any comments or questions for us, please send those to us at comments at mousechat.net. You can download our shows at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. Please join us again next time on Mousechat.